This is Church Information Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. And a whole lot's going on. In the studio with me this morning is Leon. All righty. And uh, he's getting this. Oh, he's bringing you out, I guess. Yes, sir, but we just, I don't know. This is another one of those days, these tough days. Um, now, I'll have to depend on you, the audience, uh, for this particular show, because I hate to tell you about this generation of young people. I don't know them well. They, they're, they're, they're so far... I guess older people didn't understand us. And I'm older and I, I don't understand the youngsters. I'm sure they good, good people, everything just like we were, but when you don't understand people, you don't understand them. I'm talking about those that are, that are, uh, the rappers. What's going on, Leon? What was uh what was the what rapper's name that got killed the other day? Do you know his name? Uh, I think it was Mo Three. Mo Three. Like that. Mm-hmm. Mo Three. And uh, they play his music on the radio stations. Now um, I um, just heard from someone here that he got started at Kano Inn. Remember that. I'm 66 years old, so I am not as in touch with uh, the modern rap genre as perhaps I could be, but I do understand the term senseless violence, and it seems like it's an epidemic in the African-American music community. Uh, I don't know how, I don't want to offend anyone, but I have to, you know, as you, you brought up the subject, it's a, it's an issue that, that I'm glad that you have the platform to, to talk about. And perhaps some young people who are more directly involved can call in and, and give their assessment of what's actually going on because. And if some of these adults that are listening, uh, older people, if you got young people in your home, wake them up. Let listen. Let them. Let I really want to hear from them. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, this thing is really shocking and upset to me because you know just a month ago. In fact, I think it was a month ago today. I lost my grandson mm. in that same genre of uh, rap, and. Uh, he wasn't shot, but he died mysteriously. Uh-huh. And then they say it take 12, 13 weeks to get a toxicology report back. They don't know if he had him, what he had in him, or if he had anything in him, what? He just did. And I had just seen him some hours earlier. I went to bed, and he went to the studio and recorded more music. And they found him that morning. They thought he was asleep. 
Nobody touched him until later, hours later. Hmm. I it's just, I don't know what's going on. Why is it so much violence? Uh, what's, what's happening with uh, these young people, this rap world, the rap music? Uh, when you go back and look at our old musicians and all of them, they didn't, they didn't kill one another. No. Uh, why? I wonder. And if y'all have, come on, people, y'all wake your youngsters up and ask them. Let's find out what's going on. We've got to do something about this. These young people killing one another the way they are. And you can reach me at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. If you know anything about the youth, don't come on. Please don't come on saying things you don't really know anything about. But if you got young people around you, uh, you might have heard things. You might hear things. Thank you. Y'all are calling in. And uh, you uh, tell us, because these are our young people. Mm-hmm. These are our children and grandchildren. Right. Next generation. We have got to do something about this. Again, 972-647-1893. All right, Jason, who do we have on the line? This is a call from Robert. Robert, all righty. Good morning, Robert. Good, good morning, Reverend. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to call you about something, but I heard you talking real quick, and I want to touch on it real quick. I grew up when rap first started coming out with Run DMC and, and all those guys. It was, mm-hmm. it was just a braggadocious thing. It was just a, a beast thing. We wasn't really going to fight and do all this stuff. Just our lyrics spoke for us. But now I think you, you involve these, these rappers with, with not just marijuana, but certain pills, and they, 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 they glorify that. You know, and then you start, in your mind, you really start thinking you're a gangster until somebody really tests you. Well, and now, then, wait a minute. The rap didn't start out as gangster rap. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. We didn't, we didn't grow up on that, on that area. We grew up babbling, like lyrics against lyrics. See, gangster rap started in 1995. Yeah, with NWA, baby. Yeah. But then you put, but, but, but now with, with the Robinsons, that's in the 2020s or whatever the case may be. I mean, they, they, they're doing a lot of these, a lot of these girls have a lot to do with it. It's peers. It's not just necessarily girl one. Because I have, I have done interviews and I talk to them a lot. And a lot of them, they're on that. It boosts their ego. Hmm. That's 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 what I personally think. You know, you don't want to be a stupid. You don't want to be stupid. You know, political correct words. But you don't want to be. You know, you want to be that. Just you it. I can't. I can't understand. Uh, I don't know if it's my mic or yours. Uh, just slow down. So I can't understand what you're saying. All right, talk slower. Okay. Well, I, I, I just think, it's, can, can, is, this, is this better? Huh? We'll can, see. Can, can Continue talking. 
Yeah, I, I just think that it's 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 more of people trying to young young guys trying to prove their manhood, mm. trying to be tougher than the other. We did it back in the day, but it was more lyrical. We battled each other over lyrics. Okay. You know? Now, well, why why is there so much violence? Well, I mean, because we we a lot of us grow up in it, and it's normal. Mm. It's I, normal. I, I, grew, I grew up around violence, hmm. and it was just normal. You, you, it's, it's just, you get, you get, I don't want to say you get used to it, but when you see it, you, you know how to adapt to it, and it becomes normal to you. Now, I'm not trying to say So, so there's no ethnic consciousness there. Exactly. And, and, and I think a lot of it falls on the older cats like my age. I'm 47. We should have reached back and, 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 and talked to them and grabbed them, because a lot of my friends feel like, can't talk to anybody, a young man that's 20. He's not going to listen. Well, here, know, here's what. Uh, now, you come on, that's what we call late rap. You're just 47 years old. Now, right. I go back to the year of Gil Scott Heron. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is back in the 60s. Mm -hmm. These rappers was rapping that we as brothers need to stop and when he did stop turning on one another and to one another. And it brought a unity within our ethnic group. But these rappers seems to have no ethnic consciousness and they're turning on one another. Uh, I, I, can, I, I completely agree. And, and, and what I'm trying to figure out when rap first started, this modern day rap first started, it was positive. Mm -hmm. uh, what's right. the name of that group? Uh, 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 yeah, Public Enemy. Yeah, Public uh, Enemy. Yeah, they, right. they were positive. But right. all of a sudden, it turned on gangster rap. Mm -hmm. well, they they even changed the way they sound. They started sounding thuggish. And everything else. Uh, well, that's when it hit the West Coast. When, when the, the West Coast really, really uh, started that gangster rap because they were just basically telling the people what they were actually living and what they were actually seeing. You know, mm -hmm. and that's that's when it made that big switch to, from Public Enemy to NWA. Mm -hmm. That was the big turn right there. Okay, that's. Uh -huh. I, 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 I want to. I, I know this. I know this stuff is about, but I call for another reason because I know you, the man. I needed to ask you questions, mm -hmm. and because it, God has put this on my heart, I need to know if anybody out there know anybody that's in need of food, a light bill being paid, older gentleman, younger lady. Because um, God has put this on my heart that, to, to, that I've been blessed throughout this this, this pandemic, mm -hmm. and. He's, he told me to call you, believe it. I met you. I came to your church one time before. I think it was a pleasant room over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I'm just trying to see if any, if you, any of you listening or you know anybody uh, that needs help with their bills, you know, or, or food or any anything of that nature uh, that is maybe they can get. I can get my email out if they know anybody. They can email me the information. Um, because I feel like that's something that I need to be, I need to do because I hear a lot of people talking about what we need to do, 
but actually doing it is something else. Well, uh, hopefully someone uh, is listening might know. And if they all call us, uh, 972-647-1893, we'll take it down. And uh, you are, my producer won't hang up. He'll take your number. Y'all can, can connect. Hopefully somebody, okay. hopefully somebody is listening that knows somebody that's in that situation. I'm sure there are a lot right. of people out there because we have um, people have lost their jobs and things right. like that has gone on and, uh, and they're hurting. And uh, hopefully ye, you can help somebody. Okay. Well, I, I want to do more than just, I, I want to do more than just walk into a grocery store and put a doll in a box. Well, you, you know, I, I I feel I feel you. I feel your heart is right, and I I, I hopefully someone is listening. They might be the person, or might know someone that's in that uh, situation. They will call. Well, I tell you what. Let me put it like this. I found all of our lines just just blew up. So. Maybe well, we got somebody I'll, and uh, he can get your number and we can relay the information to you. And, and, oh, I, I appreciate it. Let, let me say this uh, and I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you. I, I mean, you made, a, you made an impact on me when I met you. Uh -huh. um, and this was uh, some years back. And uh, okay. I appreciate everything that you do for the community and your voice. And All I didn't know it was pledge drive, so I'm going to play. I'm a pledge with the, uh, the guy that put me on, on hold with. Okay, you gonna you gonna make a pledge to him? Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Be... How, how can I not? How can I not? We can't let you go anywhere. That's right. All right. That's right. I certainly appreciate it. Certainly All appreciate right, it. You. All right. Thank you. All right. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Let's drive. Be patient, because you're not gonna be able to get a line until. Just keep calling. All right. Who do we have? This is Red Ghost. Red Ghost. All right. Good morning, Red Ghost. All right. Good morning, uh, Pastor Burnett and the listening audience out there. Yes. Hey, uh, uh -huh. I, got a, I got a couple of comments and just some of the things I want to piggyback off of from last week. Uh, you had this beautiful young lady to call in, and she was telling you about why she voted for, for Biden instead of Trump. And uh, you really jumped off in and you really wanted to grab that conversation. You really wanted to talk to her. She came, just came in a little bit late. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, I've been uh, talking to some of the people in the neighborhood associations and stuff like that, and I've been telling them about what you have at the end of the program. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that by being at the end of the program, they have to listen to your whole program, and some of them don't have that time. And there's nothing wrong with uh, getting that information from downtown. But if you could, I mean, it, it, it's your show. You do what you got to do. But if you can help your uh, listening audience that's, 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 that's donating and and don't only have nothing but two or three minutes to say something to you to get their point across. If you can move that into uh, into the show so people can gravitate to it, and again, you do need to end your show just like you got the podcast. I love Well, see, the thing about it, they've changed the end of my show. Uh, yeah. The last 10 minutes, I have to be out of the studio or here in here cleaning the studio i can't be on the air yeah that's that's what's gotten it and 
just that 10 minutes seemed like it's cut my show almost half and two uh, the time. It just seems, it seems that way. Yes, sir, and it's sad. It's, it's sad to me. It's sad to me, too. But anyway, I'm going to move on into your subject that you're talking about with the young rappers and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're having the young rappers' problems because of the, uh, uh, they don't have anything to, to gravitate to. They just have, they just have, um, they just have the uh, uh, attitude of people don't care, people don't give a care, and we all struggling out of the ghetto. But everywhere black people go is going to be a ghetto. Well, but but let me say this. You know what? A lot of blacks, many blacks, I don't know the percentage, they don't live in ghettos anymore. Exactly. Uh, They don't have the struggle that you or I have growing up. Nope. They haven't seen the stuff that we grew up with, Mm -hmm. looking at signs saying white only and... Uh, uh, you can't go in there. You can't eat in there. You That's can't right. sit at that counter. You can't sit at that table. Uh, but you, you can't go to that school. They're not dealing with Mm-mm. a lot of the trauma that we dealt with. So, yes, sir, I, but they don't, they don't know that, uh, Reverend Barnett, because uh, I had a teacher out there in DeSoto was telling me mm-hmm. that the kids got good cars, brand new clothes, shoes, sure, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And everything they talk about is they in the ghetto. Their their language. That's that's what I'm saying. Is they, this, they didn't have the struggles that we had, but they're calling it the ghetto. Who feeding these uh, children this mess? Well, that's just with the rapper game. That's the rapper right. game. It's the rapper game. No matter now, what you have, believe me, somebody else is behind this. Let, let me let me uh, children, say something for a second. Oh, oh one second. Children don't <laughs> know anything. But what we tell them and put in them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's just like the And if we have not put uh, them and given them true history lessons about how we should be on a trail of progressive advancement, that they'll remain in what we used to be. And for many of us, now I didn't say for all, that 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 has passed, and we we are, we are reaching for something. We we haven't arrived, no. But to say uh, what I'm hearing and all of this killing among our children, uh, where is this mess coming from? Invitation of life, invitation of life. They 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 are they are they are really. It's teachers that told me this. I mean, I've been around, you know, just doing different community services and stuff like that. And the first thing that'll come out of the kid's mouth will be back to the ghetto, go to the ghetto. You know, you ain't, you know, because you have this uh, Nike shirt on and you got some Jordan on, you still ghetto. And that is the thing that is really turning and grinding our community. Are they just saying black culture is ghetto? Yeah, just black culture. Are we trying to save 10th Street? I'm up against the short break. I hate to cut it off, but I got to cut it off. I'm up against the break. But uh, we'll be right back. We'll discuss this. All right, we're back in to segment number two, and we're in the midst of our fall flesh drive. 
And you can pledge to us at 972-647-1893. You can pledge or you can talk with that number. We would love to have your tax-deductible pledge. We'd love to have that pledge. That, 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 that means so much. It means so much because we talk about things here. Mm-hmm. No other station will talk about. That's right. You're not going to hear it anywhere else. They're not going to be as candid. Nope. They're not going to be as open, outspoken about the situation that's affecting our community. This is community radio, and we keep it in that genre. Right. Community radio. Please, 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. For some reason, I have one line left open. And since I've started calling, I don't see that one line flashy. Uh, come on, y'all. Y'all call in your tax-deductible pledges, 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Billy. Billy, all right. Good morning, Billy. Yeah, the tax there. <laughs> Excuse me, you're speaking to him. Yes. Uh-huh. Dr. Bonnet, how you doing this morning? I'm fine. How are you? God has brought us on my long way, right? Yes, he has. And I have two subjects that I want to talk about. All right. The subject is young people. Is who? Young people. Young people, yes. About, uh-huh. about young people. Yes. The young people don't know how hard that our ancestors and mother and father have brought us to struggling to get out of this mess. Mm-hmm. Now, Ask my comment right here. You know, young people have got to realize that grandmother and grandfather fought and plowed for this country. Mm-hmm. And the young people have got to realize it's time for a change. It's time for all the gang violence and all this hatred to quit. Mm-hmm. Now, we, when I was coming up, we didn't have that. I'm 71 years old. I'm from Greenville, Texas. And they used to have a sign that the black is laying in the whitest city. Mm-hmm. Now, my point is this, my point is this right here. It's time for the preachers and the older people to bring these young people back to citizen, to the generation and let them know that, hey, all this rapping, it ain't getting us nowhere but a bunch of killing. I tell you what, right? I'm going to ask people this. Give me uh, a cutoff age. What age do this generation that definitely have not been taught about our heritage and history what age right. is this generation? Where does it start? Why? What are you? Where, how? I'm seventy-one years old. Going up seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Now you and I are close to the same age. I'm seventy-three. Right, and I'm I'm a, I'm a deacon of Clark Street Christian Church in Greenville. Uh huh. Now, here's the thing about it: if we don't sit down and talk to people, talk to the young people. 
and let them know the gang banging and the killing ain't getting nowhere. Approximately, yeah. do do we have an age where this this stuff starts? Uh, Leon, come on, help me. Don't get quiet now. Yeah, you, no, no, no. It, it started when they, when they start coming out of high school looking at TV and playing these video games. Video games, age? Let me see. I bought my kids all them videos and stuff. I seemed like that was in the 90s, wasn't it? Well, Robert, um, I mentioned during the break that because of the influence that music has on young people, uh, the producer, the record label owner has a great influence on what music the artists are allowed to proliferate. They, they decide, oh, this is not hardcore enough. This is not gangster enough. We won't produce you. So it drives because of the wealth that these, these rappers accumulate. It drives them toward that direction away from social consciousness toward doing whatever right. the owner says do to get that money. What age does this start? Oh. But, well, but well, Dr. Barnett. Do the young people know that love of money is the root to all evil? Yeah, yeah. What does Rev Mike say? It's the lack of money. <laughs> it's the root of all evil. But but look, look, let's look at it like this. Is it 35? Is it 40? Is it 25? What's a young person now? What is a young? How is a young person? Now, I've well, to, 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 to me, most young people all think about is money. The yeah, love of money is all evil. Am I right or wrong? Well, now, I volunteered uh, at high school, and I'm there several days a week, pretty much every week. And there are, how can I say, the kids are not educated on a struggle True. that African-Americans had to uh, endure to become what they are. They're more engaged in right. academics. And then a lot of the time, do you, do you see them, they have their phone in their hand. And right. whatever they perceive from that phone, that phone, the social media, uh, the peer pressure, they're not really aware of what a struggle was, they think that it's always been like it is. So when you right. talk to them, I, you try to reach I, out to them, and you say, hey, this is... I don't agree with what you're talking about. Okay. Let, let me ask a youngster. I got a youngster right. here. I know a youngster in the studio. Uh, Jason, what's a youngster? <coughs> Asking for an uh, age range? Yeah. I think... Uh, 30 below will be a youngster. Right. Okay. So, because I like them born 35, in the 90s. you think uh, a 35 year old is not going to think like a 28 year old? Mm -hmm. No, it, it's right. different. I think below 30 would probably be a different mindset. Too much responsibility. Right. Once you start getting past 30, you got mortgage, yeah. you got kids, you got to pay for a car note. You you know when you're 20 you 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 let's party. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's say let's say.
let's 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 say twenty nine and twenty nine down. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, that's a youngster. That's a youngster. Mm-hmm. And right. that's a generation we need to get after. Right. And start right. teaching they them. Get it. All right. I, I, I see. I, I, I see them uh, seem like they might be 25. They act, they wear. Then I turn around and see a 40 year old acting just like that 25 year old. That's a shame. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> don't know shame. what's what. You know, he uh, wants uh, to still be 25, but he's not. Time to pass right. him he by. Can't, he can't do it like that no more. They just, no. you know, he can't run. He can't <laughs> throw his leg up. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. We thank you for your call and comment. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Ezra. All righty. Good morning, Ezra. Good morning, good morning. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? Oh, uh, listen, I, I want to uh, say Leon brought out a good point. And he, he made some good points. Uh, but what I want to say is it all deals with entertainment. And I, I try to encourage people when you go into the entertainment to sell you an entertainment attorney. Because what happens uh, once a person does rap music, once he start rapping and he signs a contract with the record label, he's not reading the fine print. Mm-hmm. And once that entertainer becomes uh, successful or hot, and he realizes he has signed all his white awards away, and he wants to get away from that contract, that record label uh, come to him and say, no, I got you on the contract. Mm-hmm. And when that, when that uh, uh, entertainer, rapper, whoever he is, he decides he wants to go off on his own, mm-hmm. on his own, where the person that got him on a contract will come to him and say, well, before I let you go, I will kill you. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that, that was resorts to violence. So, so I tell people, before you sign a contract, make sure you read that fine print. Hmm. Well, they would need a lawyer and agent would be better, wouldn't it? Well, I said there's an entertainment attorney. There's a difference between uh, just a lawyer <clears throat> and an entertainment attorney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, in other words, get an attorney who knows what he's doing. Mm. Right, right, right. I, you, you brought out some good points. So, in other words, that, that contract could be his death certificate. Mm. That, that it, if you sign a contract mm. with a record label mm. and you start to make the money and he's getting such a mechanic, and then you realize, I, I, I need to be independent. He ain't going to want to let that money go. Mm-hmm. If you come back, man, before I let you go, I'll kill you. You're not going to sign with nobody else. And that was well, Ezra, you you own to something because you and I we talk. I'm I, I'm going to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to talk to you next week because you you own to something there, and uh, and I want to ask you somebody. Huh? You know, I, I I deal with a lot of entertainment mm. entertainment. I grew up in the entertainment field, mm. and even my group that sings gospel, we came out with a hot CD. And it was a record label in, in Savannah, Georgia, heard my CD. 
And he wanted me to sign a contract, but he wanted me to buy all my musicians, my background, and he wanted me to put with another, put me with another group. So you have to read that kind of print. Hmm. All right. But, but uh, I, I'm glad to talk to Leon. You on it, man. I, I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Hmm. We thank you, Nick. Right. Thank, thank you for your call and your coming. A collision line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? We have a call from Ahmad. All righty. Good morning, Ahmad. Yeah, how are you? Fine, how are you? Uh-huh. I'm doing well. Uh-huh. I just wanted to uh, make an announcement that uh, your listeners to a business owner who or may know business owner that they got the Paycheck Protection Program on PPP, mm. it's time to start thinking about the forgiveness application. So we are accepting those applications through your bank right now so you can get that loan completely forgiven. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to make that announcement. Uh, and start thinking about that. They have 10 months after they spend the money to submit that application. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? Our next caller is Renee. Renee. Uh, All right. Good morning, Renee. All right. Thank you. Hello. Renee, listen to your telephone, not the radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good morning. We're doing fine. Great. Good. So um, I'm a Christian mom. I have six children. I'm still raising a 16-year-old. And um, I have raised him, been raising him the way that I was raised in church. Um, that is... Um, you know, just teaching him by the word of God and just believing that the word of God says when you train a child the way he should go, he will not depart from it. That's mm-hmm. not to say that my child is an angel and that he only listens to gospel music. When I get out of my car, I come back in, he's changed it to the faith that he wants to listen to. <laughs> oh, he ain't not going to listen. He, he don't want to hear your, your station. <laughs> we didn't want to hear our parents' stations, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he does get into it sometimes. He really does. But I understand that he's a young person, too. Um, but what I do is I explain to him, you know, I want you to listen to the words that they're saying. Right. That's it, who you are. Right. You know, you have to think about because when you're listening to something, does it represent you? Right. Is that mm-hmm. you? If it's not, then you don't need to be listening to that person. If they're talking about death and killing and they're degrading women, that's not you. So why would you want to support that? Don't support that. Right. Um, you know, you want to listen to something that's encouraging and uplifting. And uh, maybe that's hard to do in the rap era, but but I don't think it is so much. I even let him listen to old school music, and he sees the difference. I say, you see the difference in the words? You see the difference in the lyrics? You see the difference how they had respect then and they don't today? You know, I have to show him that, too. Um, as far as um, the young uh, rapper that was killed here, I'm an ISS teacher. And I had a student in my room, and he said that that guy was killed by some of his friends. So what happens is these young young guys, you know, they go out and they become big, and so then they want to put their friends down that not that haven't reached where they are. They're not mature enough to understand that when you reach that level, remain humble. Don't hmm. get big headed, and don't go, you know, telling your friends, "Oh, you ain't nothing," you, you know, you ain't. You know, you, you put yourself on a different level now. You're pretty much telling them they not nothing, that they trash. Are you saying jealousy? This was a, a, a jealous act? Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. Just just um, simple jealousy caused yeah. all this commotion. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because he got up and he was, you know, making some change and being, you know, getting out there in, in the spotlight and his name and everything. So, um, you know, I guess it, now I do have another son that actually, um, he was, he was out there. He opened up for Rick Ross. He opened up for Snoop Dogg. He was on America's Got Talent. And they were going to sign my son, him and his group. They were going to sign them, and he ended up not being signed. Now, he was disappointed, but me being a Christian mom, I understood it, and I was like, thank you, Father. Because I understand what that woman just said on the phone. When you sign a contract, that's a whole different thing. And no, I don't want my children to be a part of it. So, yeah, you can look at the glitz and the glam, and you can have the cars and the clothes and the mansions. But is it worth your soul? It is not worth your soul. No, you do not compromise. That's a compromise. And people need to understand, when you're signing that paper, what are you really signing away? Ask yourself. And who's in control of that contract? Who's uh, over you? I'm glad to hear this. This is some good information. <laughs> I'm glad. All righty. But uh, I thank you for your call. We're up against a short break. You know. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. your information, your input. Y'all doing a great job this morning because we have got to do what we as real adults, some of real grown folk, we got to do something about this. Right. We got to do something about it. That's why I have to have a defining age of who's listening to what. You know, <clears throat> when I was a kid, my mother I used to play stuff I didn't like. To, but I didn't want to hear no Glenn Miller and all that mess. And I guess kids don't like what we play. There's nothing but I guess mess to them. I don't know. But I got to get, get some A's, some numbers, because I really don't know. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Lawanda. All righty. Good morning, Lawanda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go right here. It's you on the air. Okay, we're mm -hmm. talking about the young killers today. That's on black, um, black killing. And you say when you was young, that's just like when I was young and my upbringing, it's just young parents not teaching their kids. History. Yeah, that's right. Not teaching the kids history. And like, on, uh, before they this morning, I was out with some friends. And it was her daughter's birthday. I said, now we partying with the kids. Well, we don't party with the kids. But we pulled up. It was a lot of youth. And I was, like, uncomfortable with happy to see people. Mm -hmm. And the night went well. But the black killing and, like you say, rappers. Okay, just like they say that a Dallas rapper. Mm -hmm. And the ladies say how a rapper would hate on another rapper because they probably don't blow it up or whatever. And... You listen to lyrics. Like, we listen to good music. 
And I started listening to the radio uh, not too long ago, and Grateful was saying, and I say, kids are not grateful. Parents can spoil them, give them everything, mm-hmm. but you don't teach yeah. them love and to be grateful mm-hmm. and teach them broken homes. Mm-hmm. This ain't broken homes. Not having someone to show them life, to teach them about life. Because it don't make sense. Our black men killing each other. Yeah, that's sad. And yeah, I say they young. <clears throat> and, mm-hmm. and I can see a broken home, young parents, young parents. Mm-hmm. And I say young parents, they 30 and they kids 15. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they didn't have nothing. And so that parent, if they was 30 and had a 15-year-old, and they parents probably 45, 50. And if her parents and great-grandparents, see, I, I'm grateful to be 50. Yes, sir, 15 and more. And mm-hmm. I said, I lived when, uh, what the guy say, uh, the raffles, back in the day raffles. And I mm-hmm. say, no, we, we, we listen to music. And it wasn't those killing, it was rap, break dancing, different things like that. The mm-hmm. young generations just have young parents that's not raising now. Because as you know, the history mm-hmm. from where we, I'm from that where we come from because I'm 50, so I didn't have to do a lot of things my great-grandmother and my grandmother went through, but I know the history of it and the fight of it, and why would we kill one another? All right. To you, what age, what's the, what age? What's the oldest a young person can be? The oldest a young person can be? Mm-hmm. My great, um, no, my, I was about to say my great, my oldest nephew, he just turned 30. Mm-hmm. And my, I have, a, I have my little sister, she's 36. And she always say, sister, I'm so glad mama, we don't have to worry about our kids. Okay. Don't have to worry about them. We don't have to worry about them. We have a lot of, uh, nieces and nephews. But just saying, like, I lived through, and like, my life, I said, we got to go party, we got to have fun, we didn't have to worry about the shooting then. We just parted in the, uh, 83s, early 90s, we partied, had a great time. Today, the youngsters don't know about life. And, and like, the guy say, a uh, lady say, uh, they get jealous or envy. But for what? And then you're not my friend if you're going to kill me. Yeah, I keep hearing this word friend coming up. And they are being no killed by their friends. Right? They, they, yeah. they sure don't need any yeah, enemies. Your friends is killing them. Uh, she's a friend. Yeah, I don't want a friend that's going to kill me. Well, she's a friend, like I say, a Dallas rapper. I say, then you listen to lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I say, we'll never know what happened because we wasn't there. And I say, you listen to a lyric. And then it's other that Dallas rappers here, too. Mm-hmm. And I say, you say, I'll be. But we can't point no fingers. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm also hearing that young people are not guiding them. Even when they're doing they, this they in, in, the, in, the, well, in the business. This is a business. Rapping is mm-hmm. a business. Big business. And we don't okay, okay. we don't seem to have uh the wherewithal to teach 
Jim, about that business side is more than just making music. It's a business side, and they seem to uh, uh, sell their souls and go off and just sign something. That will hinder them probably the rest of their lives. And uh, it's so much seems to be going on to that's getting our children in a trap. And when you're in a trap like that, you only, most cases, only harm those that are closest around you. Right. It's really something. It's something. But I thank you. I thank you for your call. A clear line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We've got a call from Kevin. Kevin, all right. Good morning, Kevin. Hello. How are you doing? Fine. How are you, Kevin? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Our minds are being controlled. Right. That's Mm -hmm. what's happening with these young people. And I'm 67 years old, and, you know, that's that's what's going on. Our minds are being controlled. If we were to take your station and emulate that, uh, if we had four stations in each major city, Mm -hmm. one being 24-hour talk shows, and the other one controlling the kind of music we had, a lot of this we wouldn't even have. Mm-hmm. So, so we're not seeing about our own communities, are we? Well, with our mind, Cointel and these other programs, which you well are very well, well mm-hmm. aware of, they consciously, when we began to make our rise in the 50s, 60s, and the 70s, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. was a pushback against that. And so... All of the black programs and so forth, like they had on radio and so forth, those were eliminated. And mm-hmm. they were bought out by these other people. They changed the narrative. Right. They went in, they broke up the black household. Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. when they broke that up and took that black man out of there, right. that is when a lot of this stuff began. Now, I don't want to talk too much because I think <coughs> we need to look at solutions, Brother Barnett. Mm-hmm. And I would like to get your email address because when the election was over, as a matter of fact, when they were tabulating, I was making up an agenda as to what we need to be doing as black folk. We let Obama get away without one. Mm-hmm. And I'm determined that I'm going to be working with people and sending what I have to other people so we don't get into that dilemma. Now, if we think that Kamala Harris is going to do anything for us, she's already showing us her choice by the person that she married. Mm -hmm. I just got to call it like it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to, I want to send you this document. And, you know, and you can look at it and to just give you some ideas and the organizations and people that you work with. Mm -hmm. You can take it and and give you some ideas. You can tweak it to to fit whatever your agenda would be. But that's what it is. Our minds are just being controlled. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with these young people other than their minds are being controlled. And we have to begin to control some of these uh, media outlets right. and produce our own information so that we can control the way that they think on a positive level right. rather than negative. Okay. Uh, thank you, thank you. Very good. Thank you very much. Please drive. Yes. Uh, we need some money coming in. 
972-647-1893. We need some money coming in. Please. We're in our fall pledge drive, and uh, we need money. We need money. Come on, come on. You can do it. Who do we have on the line, Jason? Up next, we have Imani. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Yes. Uh-huh. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go right ahead. You're right. So, Rev. Mother? Yes, uh-huh. I just want to say good morning, and, and God is good. I didn't deserve it, but he gave me some mercy this morning. All right. Well, I wasn't worthy. Well, that's but, uh, that, that, that grace, that grace. Remember, grace, pity. Unmerited mm-hmm. favor. Well, we got some time now to do something. That, that last caller, he was right on time. Mm-hmm. Except I've been hearing a minister for years and years telling us the same thing. And he's telling us, he's been telling us about what's going on. And uh, he's been talking about, I can't call his name, but I know it, all the people are, are going to holler if I call his name. But he's been telling us the truth. Why not? If and he's we, telling the we truth, you need to know who you're talking about. It's not Farrakhan, is it? Well, uh, yeah, why did you say Yeah, uh-huh, you said it. That's yeah. word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's been telling the truth. And, and even mm-hmm. though I'm not a registered mm-hmm. member, but he has ah. been telling the truth. That it's not nothing new. And so, mm-hmm. uh, at the Million Man March, 25 years ago, he talked about the music and who controlled the music, mm-hmm. the elders. And he, and, and now Dr., uh, Dr., what's his name, Claude Anderson. Well, I, I'm with the Harvard mm-hmm. Institute, by the way, brother. And we'll get work with you. But we gotta, we got we talk about the problem, but we don't talk about the solution. You ask one question, Pastor. Here's what you ask. When do it start? I, when I was with the juvenile board, uh, Annie Casey board. African mm-hmm. American Advisory Committee, fam, all those things I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I've been telling people, it starts from the time these kids come up. Mm-hmm. Children are raising children. Mm-hmm. And I go to the clubs and I go around and I see these grandmothers backing it up, shaking it fast and dropping it like it's hot. Mm-hmm. These kids are getting that. And they listen mm-hmm. to that same music. That's why I quit DJing because when I was DJing and doing hotels and stuff, mm-hmm. I was doing good. But when they come out this this so filthy stuff, my soul, my my godly, my conscience say, you mm-hmm. can't do this. So I let a lot of money go because I wasn't gonna sell my soul like a lot of these. Yeah, people, these you people really, people. you really did because you even came out to Pleasant Grove and, and had your music going out there. Ah, uh, yes, I had to go to, go to Houston today. I had to fly down to Houston, and uh, but. Oh, my, uh, I'm trying to think of a young man's name. Well, as I know him, I know him where his name well as mine because he was on this program for years at the end of my show giving him the, uh, report for jobs. And, uh, oh, you tell me great. Yeah, great barber. And, uh, y'all, y'all, all y'all met over there and I was glad that y'all carried it on. Yeah. I, but I had to go out of town. But yes, you see, things like that is what we need more uh, people. I'm talking about real grown folk showing some interest in kids. And when I say kids, and like most people ain't going to admit it, but to you, to me, a 30 year old is a kid. <laughs> that, that, you know. You know, we all thought we had all answers in the world when we were 30. Now I realize 
We were nothing. We 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 didn't know any, we didn't know anything. It's bigger we, than us. <laughs> it's, it's a big world out here, and we need to teach our children how broad this world this world is. Really, you know we got to do, brother Buddy. We first got to really we stay together, but a lot of us just say it, and we like to be on the radio, and we like to do all that. We got too many sheep in sell, sheep clothing, wolves in sheep clothing, and we got too many sambo sellout politicians. Yeah. Until we get the these guys, they kill it. They they won't stand up for anything. They just wanted me to get it to Washington D.C. Get downtown. They just doing anything. But they if they would ever set stand up like Dr. Anderson and you and a lot of other people, we can come together. We can change this music. We can mm-hmm. and listen to the truth. And see, that's what we need to get on because music is a definitely big influence. Right. Because you remember when you was a kid, a certain song come on there, the girls just all oh, they all fall <laughs> out and wanna grab you and dance and hold on to you. Uh. Just, <laughs> you know how it was. Well, I, 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 I'm not going to uh, act like I don't remember. I remember it, you know. Oh, yeah. Andy had a baby. Mm-hmm. My mama used to work me for listening. Andy had a baby. Yeah. Ain't work no more. Yeah. I said, why? If she beat me to death. Yeah, and they, uh, what was that? Uh, they, they barred, what was uh, Ray Charles, what I say? Uh-huh. 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 Oh, see, they you had standards then, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Are they any standards now? No, there's no boundary. Yes, sir. You are. You are. We start with the one in the mirror. You are those standards, and I'm the standard. Okay. If we all come together, well, we need to start enforcing this. Right. They, they're, they're right. They need yeah. to be redrawn. Redraw the boundaries because the boundaries have just been eviscerated. They, they don't exist anymore. So now, I have to admit. You know I've been to in the last few years? Oh, I've no. Been few, me and Reverend Bart, they used to show me people. I went out going to the prison. They was killing people in the prison. Yeah. They were killing them. And I used to go yeah. take it to the juvenile board downtown. And there were little bourgeois people down there would mm. get out there with all that stuff. I, you know you are, you doctors and all you people serving mm-hmm. me. They got paid. I would take their stuff, condoms and needles and Stuff say this is what our children need, and they, they, they need people who are selling us out. Our problem, we have etern- internal problems yeah. in our community that people say they love us the most, yeah. and that's why we need to come together. And I need to get with and you, they are misleading and us. yeah. All right, I, I'm completely out of time. Thank you for your pledge. Uh, and uh, everybody who wants to pledge 972 647 People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Send by one from heaven. It's simple and plain. This ain't no game. You know what I'm saying. All right. We're back and ready for our number two. Of Church Information in an Open Forum, I'm Marion Barnett, your host, inviting you, 9.30 in the morning, Marion Barnett Sr., listen to us on Facebook, Heavenly Joy Church, listen to us, 9.30 every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, 9.30, we stream, we stream live, 9.30, please, everybody, listen, 
Put the young people on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes, because there were some young people. They played music for them, and they were to bow down. Mm. But they didn't. Right. And one of the greatest miracles in the Bible right. came for those young people. Right. But I, if our people bow down, it seems like too many are buying down and dying. There you go. That's right. There, it's happening. They're buying down. Mm-hmm. Don't bow down, people. Right. You grown folk, y'all know better. Oh, how messy. Y'all, y'all know better. Come on, come on, come on. Be free of people. All right, who do we have, Jason? We have a call from David. Good morning, David. Uh, yes. Go, go right here, David. Please cut your radio off. Hello? How you doing, this? Yes, sir. Yes, go right here. Uh, rest on that music, the fourth law of nature's music. And I've been playing on a nightclub for 65 years, music. Every 10 years, your music changed. In 1970, when you, a group of people became African-American, well, they started a culture with their children, which was the hip-hop culture. This brought back the history of the mafia and the mob. And mm-hmm. that's what you got in the black mm-hmm. neighborhood that me and you didn't have in the 40s and the 50s mm-hmm. when we were children. It was the mafia and the mob wasn't in our mm-hmm. Now the mafia and the mob is neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and these people changed their name from soul sisters and soul brothers. I tell you what, let's, let, let's abbreviate your time. In the 1970s, early, it was not uh, uh, hip hop. It was uh, disco music, soul music. Disco, disco came in in the 70s. Right. Your big stars were Donna Summers Mm -hmm. and the thing, disco singers. Uh, you're right. They it changes every ten years. Every ten years, I yeah. know because see, disco music yes. like put us out of business. Yeah, I've, I've been playing at a nightclub. Mm-hmm. See, but we 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 we, we fail to change with the transition in lyrics, right, and sounds. The nineties is when this mess here started. Profanity. Yeah. Vulgarity. To be prohibited on the nation. And the broadcast became uh, legal right. after 1970. Mainstream. You, you couldn't even sing Annie Had a Baby. She couldn't work no more. That's right. <laughs> well, I, see, I can go all the way back with music because but, I am. But now, it seemed like what made music really bold was really started in 68. It was a song done by the Isley Brothers. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to sock it. The Isley Brothers rushed this thing in. It was it was eased in on us, mm-hmm. not as, you know, grotesque as others. And Obviously. It, and it went down, down, down. It's been going downhill ever since. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the mm-hmm. music became degraded, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in your church house. Me and you sung hymns in the church. Mm-hmm. We didn't sing dudes in the church. Big Mama would pinch my ears almost off my head in church when I was in, in, in 1971 and winning that uh, 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 Amazing Grace 
in the same way uh, that Tyrone Davis had played out play the song. She told me about this music that don't never sing in the church house as long as I was singing the blues. That's the reason I don't sing in the church now. Well, you because have to understand if you're extremely popular, you can do whatever you want to do. What and it doesn't matter whether it's for God or not. Yeah. Your popularity. Well, see, well, you know where I'm, you should know where I'm going, David, because yeah. the biggest singer in, in in the United States at that time she she was number one. She had our hits, she had our respect, she had our Doctor Feel Good and all that other. But then she came on and did a just a bigger hit with the album Amazing Grace. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Aretha. I mean, but it was accepted because it was Aretha. Mahalia Jackson to sing a blues and she turned it down. No, she she said she would never, ever they offered, they offered uh, uh, turn on God like that. They offered Ma- $2 million dollars in the kisses. Yeah. And how mm. much is $2 million in the fifties? Mm. That was a whole lot of money. Boy, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. Probably 20, 30 million now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Ray Charles and Arnaz Andrews and the Clark sisters. She wouldn't do it. See, Ray Charles is the one that put the flat of seven in the music and gospel music. Mm-hmm. See, you didn't play the music with a flat of seven. That's a blues seven. You played mm-hmm. it with triads. The mm-hmm. music that they played in the church That's house. That's right. I know, but I played in the church house and the Well, you've just had you just had a musician to pass. He was a pastor and a musician that went blues in the sixties and seventies, but he came back to the church. But uh, he was very talented, but he never reached where he could have reached. It seemed like in either blues, he became a bishop in the Church of God in Christ. Yeah, lately. His name, he just died about a, three weeks uh, a month ago. Rance Allen. It's my yeah. type partner. I done sit down at the table with him and his two brothers, his mama and his daddy, with Memphis, Tennessee, Rance Allen. I done did a menu show with Rance Allen. Mm-hmm. When you read, put out line on the truth. That was his first one. Mm-hmm. He put funky, and now he brought camp. He brought to gospel music oh. like James Cleveland and the boys I follow, mm-hmm. John Cole, Donna Bell, all of them, retune of Fender Rose piano, took it off of Miller Street and put it on 440. Yeah. Well, 440 is what everybody's tuned on now. Mm-hmm. You see, I the, the music, brother, I can go in, a, I got the, I do a lecture on the history of music in the black yeah. community, mm-hmm. and you can see how we went from line music to what we got right now, gospel music. Yeah. And this gospel music got you up on the spell of Satan. Mm, yeah. Because like my grandmother <laughs> said, uh, yeah. it's mm. satanic. When mm. Big Mama told me that, I say, Big Mama, to myself, you old and crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. But I'm 75 now, and Big Mama didn't lie. She said, you ain't bringing this blues into her church house 
as long as she was living. All and right. I couldn't play that music in her church. All right. We got you, and we thank you. Thank you for your call. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Let's drive. Yep, we need some money coming in. We definitely need some money coming in. Who do we have, Jason? Up next, we have Patricia. Patricia? All righty. Good morning, Patricia. Hello? Hello. Yes, go right ahead. Listen Good to morning. your phone, not your radio. Uh-huh. Hey, Google, stop. Okay, I'm sorry. Good morning, Pastor Bernie. How are you? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm great. Mm -hmm. I am an educator, Pastor Barnett, and mm -hmm. I wanted to speak on the issues of the what we were talking. You were talking about as um, the young black kids and the rap and this and that, mm -hmm. and I see it every day in school with the pants sagging all down underneath the butt cheeks, and um, you can actually see the crap through some of their underwear mm -hmm. and. The truth of the matter is, we, uh, as the older black generation, I think we've given up on some of them. We failed. I see no, we failed. We have failed them. And, and, and I, every day, I'm on someone about something. Mm -hmm. I stopped this young man and I said, stop, stop. I said, look in the glass. I said, take a look at yourself. I said, you're quite handsome. You know that? He said, yes, mm -hmm. ma'am. I said, so tell me why you would want to make yourself look so ugly with this. Mm -hmm. I said, it takes away from you. I said, you may not even be the type of person that people stereotype you as once, once they see you, mm -hmm. you know, in this get-up, in this attire. And he said, yes, it's a lifestyle. It's just a lifestyle. A lifestyle of what? A Wrong lifestyle life of crime. A low lifestyle. Right. Right. Wrong lifestyle. Exactly. I said, you're headed nowhere right. with this lifestyle. So I have made up my mind that I'm going to do everything that I can. What about what about the young women? They doing no, it. They they no, as bad as the they are worse than the boys. Mm -hmm. I had this young lady tell me I stopped and I got on her because I said, "You shouldn't hurt me." She said, "Huh?" I said, "Oh." I said, "You skipping class?" And she said, Miss, I said, Miss nothing. I said, let me tell you where you're headed. I said, first of all, you look a hot mess. And we have to just keep it real. I'm 60 years old, and we have to keep it real with these young ladies. I said, you look a hot mess. Your pants too tight. You walk around with a face bonnet on your head. I said, and you have some flies on. You don't have a belt on. I said, you, you just look bad. I said, I'm telling you. I said, because if you don't think no that class. they talk about y'all, they do. Yes. And so I'm trying to get a program started. We need people like Dr. Morgan to come in and speak to these young women and young men. We need people in the community that are trying to do something to mm -hmm. help them, to make them understand that they are better than what they hear and what they see, what they hear on the radio and they see on TV. And honestly, Pastor Barnett, I can say I've made a difference. And two or three lives. Wonderful. But I need to That's know. great. You yeah. know, we That's have, right. We have, mm -hmm. I honestly can say that, Pastor mm -hmm. Barnett. I honestly That's can wonderful. say that. That's wonderful. And I when you're, they're, they're fighting, I told them, when you feel that angry, when you want to slap your sister that looks like you, or you want to pull her braids out of the house, mm -hmm. come see me. I don't care what class period. I'll give you a pass 
to go back to class. But come see me, well, don't do that. I tell you, that leads you nowhere. Let me tell you something else we better watch. That little thing everybody carries around. That little telephone. telephone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, they put some stuff on that telephone now. Every time I cut it on and not talking, I look at it. Guess what young women are doing? A lot of fighting. <laughs> what they fighting each other so about? What's going on? About stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. And a lot of it is jealousy, even with the young women. Right. You know, because they have this Instagram and this Snapchat and this and that. And so I asked one of the young ladies about someone that she was friends with last year. And Mm -hmm. she said, man, I'm not friends with her anymore. She said, but if you want to know what she's doing, she said, take a look at her Instagram. Take a look at her Snapchat. What she is doing is showing her body to everybody. And I was like, what? And she was like, yes. And these were two of the good girls I felt. But they're so influenced by Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Right. Yeah. I don't think kids should even have their phones at school. I don't think that they text each other. Boys and girls, I'm about to get a pass to go to the bathroom. Meet me in the hallway. They've been caught having sex on elevators. All kinds of things. It's just so much going on that these kids need to be taught differently, that this is not the right way. This is not the right thing to say. We have a a program. When you graduate from high school, you can be a CNA. Nobody talks to them about that but me. There was not one single young black lady or young man that I saw in that class. So I start telling them, why aren't you in this program? Miss, I didn't know anything about it. We have three in there now. Well, that's wonderful. You're you're making a difference. Yes. And I really feel like, but not me, it's the grace of God. Because yeah. if I was doing it my way, I'd be tearing their butts up this way. If I <laughs> well, he, he, he's, he's using you <laughs> to make a difference. And that's wonderful. You're allowing yourself to be used of God. If we had more people like that, that's not afraid or not ashamed, or scared that they, they might offend somebody else uh, down there that, We'll laugh at them or something like that. Pastor Barnett. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have offended some because they don't want to see them make it. I've heard the little things that they say about them. But okay, thank you. That's the way you see them? I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make sure they change. Yeah. And I tell them, they, right. they're watching you on the camera. Mm-hmm. They're doing this. Get it together. Mm-hmm. And we now, to well, young kids, let me ask you. What is a youngster now? What's your a opinion? A youngster? Yeah. Um, 14, 15, I don't know. They're doing so much. I thought this young kid was a, a freshman. He was a senior. But these, a youngster to me is 14 or 15, somebody that needs to be doubling up on their classes trying to get some good grades. <laughs> a 20-year-old is not a youngster now. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a youngster. He's a youngster, and he don't know much. What about 30? He doesn't have 30. Nah, you're a young adult. You, you're a young adult. At 30, I was a young adult working heavy in the church. You're a young adult. I'm not going back there in another uh-uh. generation. I'm talking about uh-uh. today's 30-year-old. Right. Oh, they're very ignorant at 30 today. They are very ignorant at 30 today. Yeah, they're youngsters. You know why, though? But a lot of 30-year-olds haven't even graduated from high school, Pastor Barnett. To a certain extent. In this day and time? 
They drop out real morning. They still not graduated. They drop out. I know I know of a lot of 30-year-olds that have not graduated. Yeah, they drop out. And, and they turn to petty this crime. This day and time. Yeah, they drop out. They turn yes, to petty sir. crime. Yes, sir. Then they get in the criminal justice system. I thought sort of we had the that, that, that dropouts, man. Oh, no, no it's Martin. actually worse now than it was when we were young people in the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. How many no. potential dropouts there will be? Right. They won't uh, give it to me. Give me that. We got to go back. We have right. got to deal with right. this generation. Right. We're going to have to deal with it. So they reinvented the wheel and it's not working. Yeah. It's square and not round. All right. No. I thank yes. you for your call. All right, You're quite welcome. Enjoy your day. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right. Who do we have? We have against a short break. You reach me at 972-647-1893. Let's drive. We'll be right back. And then, yeah, send some money. <laughs> <laughs> Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, and we definitely we'd love to have your tax deductible pledge, please. Pledge drive, please, please, please. Uh, get it in, get it in. We and we certainly appreciate it. All right, who do we have, uh, Jason? We have a call from Bill. All righty, good morning, Bill. Morning. How are you? Fine. How are you this morning? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Up and Adams. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just got a question, Reverend. Uh, I'm, I've been playing for 25 minutes, but that's good. I've been getting my old change. Uh, two or three callers previous, the man was talking about the agenda and mentioned Kamala Harris and in context to her husband. And he said, almost quote unquote, he said, and we all know what she's got. What I just and turn the radio on. What 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 did he mean by that? Or did you, how did you uh, how did you comprehend that? What what is it about her husband? What was he talking about? Well, she's uh, married to a white man. This is what he was referring to, and he doesn't. I don't think. And I I'm just guessing on what he's what I yeah, think. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know you're not you're not you're not Carmack. You know, you're not a mind reader. Yeah, but uh, he feels like that. That's not an example for a black woman in in probably the highest position any woman has in the world. For I agree, she be married to the descendants of former slave owners. Yeah, that's okay. what. See, you have to think like a a black man think uh, because I think it was twenty. 24, 26% of black men voted for Trump uh, because of that. And uh, after the oppression that uh, the white races put, uh, white people have put on black, and our first vice president is married to a white man. Yeah. He, uh, well, I, he, I just happen he, to be a white man, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, tr- I try not to. 
I'm not, I try not to judge people by their, the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been, and, I, and I've learned this in the last 10 years in sobriety and being a member of Alcoholics Anonymous that, mm-hmm. you know, we're all God's kids. That mm-hmm. in, in, in reference to him, you know, I, I, I respect his opinion. I think I think I think Kamala Harris is going to make a terrific vice president, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that I I'm alive long enough that uh, she 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 is our first president. But mm-hmm. uh, time will tell. Well, yes, but now you and I, but we talking about other things. Where we can sure dialogue. Because I'm going to ask you something. How do you think white women feel? I know America. That's why I'm asking you this. I know. I, I, I've been in a. I, I can't. I discovered America th- seventy-three years ago, and uh, I know America. How do you think white women feel? Uh, the first female president would be a black woman. Attention. I, I I don't pay enough attention to other people. I do. I, I don't listen to news. All I listen to is you guys and NPR, mm-hmm. and and I, I really oh. don't know how other. Oh, thank you. I, I, I can't answer that question. Well, I'm glad you listened to us. All righty. Thank you. Hey, th- th- thanks a lot for taking my call and have you a nice weekend. All right. You do the same. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do you have, Jason? We have a call from Reverend Moss. All right. Good morning, Reverend Moss. Hello. Hello. Yes. Go right here. Yeah, Reverend Barnett? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 how you doing? Fine. Yeah, well, you got a, you got a good topic today. I'm gonna take you back past your age for just for a little bit. Go right ahead. Back in the 40s, back in the 30s, uh, when the blacks was in the cotton field and they would sing songs, my daddy was a musician along with Tom Top Wilson. Yeah. They didn't know nothing about the music, but what they did, they what they called the boogie woogie. Yep. And if, you, and if you ask the young person today, do you know anything about the boogie, wo- boogie, woogie, what is that? So, yeah. uh, all the things they sung about then was hard head woman and, 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 uh, going down the street and all that. So they didn't have that. We, they did the boogie, woogie dances and all of that. And they, came they did it off the hound dog, didn't they? Big Mama <laughs> Thornton. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, the, you, do you remember the bebop? Yeah, the bebop. Yes. Yeah, you know, the bebop came along with the tap dancing. That's right. That was my <laughs> nickname growing up, bebop. Because mm. <laughs> okay. I did too. I could do the bebop. Yeah. That, okay, well, now listen. Uh-huh. Now listen to this. Okay, the times changed. The beat changed. Even the preachers changed the beat in the preaching. Everything yeah. had to change. Mm. And I'm, I was looking at the movie Big E.O. Now, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get out. With Big E.O., the music industry found out where they could make more money and lowly the black women by the black men singing sex songs against the black woman. I mean, they really got... Are you talking about this rap music? Yeah, the rap music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it low-rated the black women, okay? With the music, they found out they made money with it and they let it go. And the violence came in, you remember when Snoop Dogg put out Shoot the cop. Yeah. Okay, well, that brought the violence in, and everybody stopped toting knives, and they start, like my dear said, toting blue steel. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
So this brought the violence in, you know? So well, now, Rodney King's situation didn't help it out either. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. something that was very traumatic right. to this nation because for a lot of people, they had never seen, especially white people, they had never right. seen See a beating like that, which black, many blacks had seen in person for oh, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because yeah, every time right. I've gone to California, all I ever hear people in California talk about is how bad the highway patrol and yeah. and the uh, uh, police is out in California. I've always heard right. that. And they, right. but they, yeah. it, it's bad everywhere. But when white people would hear the black man's version of what happened, they didn't believe they didn't it. Believe it. No. Police right. Now, what these uh, telephones, cameras on these phones and everything right. oh, yeah. has brought a sense of reality Exposed it. to That's people. Right. Mm-hmm. That's and right. people handle yeah. it differently. George Floyd. Yes. Uh-huh. They yeah, handle it differently. You asked the question about how the white women feel mm-hmm. about the black, first black woman being the president. First woman well, president being black. I mean, vice Vice President, yeah. Well, 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 we got that, but I'm talking about that call I had mentioned because right. most people don't believe Biden was served but one term. See, that would lead Kamala Harris and, you know, the catbird seat to be the nominee for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right. And then you wonder, how do you, how do white women, how do you think, what do you think white women would feel about that? They had the chance. No, 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 no. Let's be for real in America. Well, I'm going I'm to tell you the Let's truth. Let's be for real. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't think they appreciate that. Tell it like it is. Tell it. I don't think they appreciate it. I don't either. And then a lot of them feel like they should have been, uh, he should have picked a white woman instead of a black woman. I'm going to tell you what. Had he been really playing safe politics on this one, he could have gone to tr- the traditional route and picked a white a white male, and he would have beaten uh, Trump so bad you would uh, Trump yeah. wouldn't even speak right now if had he picked a white male to assure himself of being president. But he went out on a limb. Hmm. And he had announced this long before, uh, yeah, that's right. how long? Yeah, that's right. Three or four years ago, he was going right. to pick a black woman. Right. And uh, I didn't think that was good politically. Oh, okay. And then when he did pick, I said it on this show, when he did pick Kamala Harris, uh-huh. I think that was the worst, one of the worst ones he could have picked. Well, I, I think he could have picked uh, the young lady from Georgia. Stacey uh, Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Would have been a very good choice for him if you're gonna pick a mm-hmm. black woman. I I, I favor Stacey Abrams. Uh, well, what, was, what was that woman named from Alaska that ran for president? Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she she didn't get it. No, and uh, the uh, man from Arizona, John McCain. Yeah, yeah, McCain. Yeah. Yeah. McCain will never live that down <laughs> for picking no, Sarah Payne. And you know who really didn't, uh, who, who campaigned more and got more votes for than the, for the Democrats that, that, that cycle than anybody? 
Saturday Night Live. Oh. What was that woman? She looked just like, like Sarah Palin. Right. She talked like Sarah. Was, uh, <laughs> Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, it turned that whole campaign into a joke, man. Who looked just like her? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> these, these, these cats make some time. Bad decisions. Well, but anyway, we're getting off subject, brother. We got, we got to get back on subject. All right. Thank you for your call. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Mary. Mary. All righty. Good morning, Mary. Yeah. Go right here. Hey, how y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. Great. I'm good. I wanted to say, um, I feel like it's so much chaos in the music now because mm-hmm. that's what's in the black community. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much chaos in the music now because that's what's in the black community. And I say that because there's no real order, structure, and unity. Don't think our, our kids don't see what's going on. they real sharp. Mm-hmm. Every other group is in front of them. Every other group is ahead of you. Every other people that's coming over to America now, they're in front of you. That's Not right. because they're better than you, but mm-hmm. because of unity. Mm. If That's we don't right. come together in unity now, mm. we are done. Mm. And I mean, we done in 2020. Mm-hmm. Because the unity is what set precedence mm-hmm. of what? Who gonna get talked to when they get to, when they get to go, go to the presidential mm-hmm. election and say, we got, we got something we won't bring to the table. Yeah. They don't even respect our people enough to bring anything to the table. You own it. Collectively, conglomerately about yeah. our people. They take us as a joke, y'all. And we smarter than that, we better than that, we tougher than that. Starbucks but without man. unity, nobody will ever respect you. We gotta get our respect out here, Black America. And that's not beating up no other group, but that's coming together, strong together. See, with them other groups, what I notice, and I'm gonna get off the line, what I'm noticing with them other groups, it's just harmonious, it's just natural. Yeah, so they're, they are culturally cohesive. Right. And, uh, uh, they're culturally cohesive, baby. It, 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 it ain't even me telling you. Yeah. Uh, KK, I got your back. Mary, Day, uh, KK, Tika, I got your back. They just naturally doing it. That's and right. And we fighting each other in the streets and even on the job. Killing each other and everybody else is coming together. That's mm-hmm. Everybody coming together. Y'all, we can't be in the last of this thing and we can help put America together. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. right. Thank we built America, mind. but we built it for everybody else but ourselves. Everybody's enjoying the, the, the fruits of our labor. Yes. More than we are. All righty. Uh, who do we have, Jason? We have a Thank call you. from James. James? All righty. Good morning, James. Yeah. Go right here. Hello? Yeah. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just going to talk right quick. I didn't couldn't hear you. Yes, sir. Uh, one thing I say, rappers are preachers, so they need to be careful of their message. Right. Yes, sir. And that's a right. lot of this shenanigan that's going on right now is remember Tupac and Biggie, the, the battle between the East and the West Coast? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Some of that is going on. And years ago, I was in Dallas for some business with my wife, and uh, Professor Griff from Public Enemy Number 1 spoke over at the Lincoln School over there on Malcolm X, and then he spoke hmm. uh, over there at Pan African. And he has some good messages. He's one of the guys, you know, that talked about the police, and the police hated them for that. They uh, call them mm-hmm. What were they called? People know their name. <laughs> NWA. You know what that's for, yeah. for some mm-hmm. people. But anyway, in saying that, I would like for a lot of people to tune in, Reverend Barnett, and listen to the group, The Last Poets, mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in the late 60s, mm-hmm. and listen to their messages, what they have. See, to yeah, say. and, and I'm glad you brought up. that up again, because 
rap didn't start in the 80s right. or 90s. Right. We had rappers. Yes, sir. But I'm, let me give you a spiritual or gospel rapper who's as good as any secular rapper you ever want to hear. It was a woman. Yes, Who was a great yes. female rapper, gospel rapper? Uh, well, it wasn't Rosalie Thornton or somebody back then, was it? She area? did a little bit, oh. but no, this one actually rapped on her, uh, rapped on her, rap, uh, her records, but most people missed it. She was a yes, heck sir. of a rapper. I can't think of a name. Think I of her, the greatest, one, the greatest yes. gospel singers of all time. Not Mahalia Jackson? No, not me. <laughs> uh, before or after her, right? She's alive today. Hmm. Oh, wow, let's see. Oh, uh, Shirley Caesar? Shirley Caesar. Oh. Shirley yeah, Caesar was okay. a rapper. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Think I, about I, some I of her songs. Yes, sir. Some of them, she right. getting down, rap, rapping real fast and going on. She was a very good rapper. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You're so right with that, too. I appreciate all the work you're doing. And people look up. and Maybe you get one day, get Professor Griff. I'm in touch with him off and on to come and be and call in and be a guest on the program. I tried mm-hmm. to get his number together this morning so he could say something about it. But that gang banging and jealousy, Leon and um, um, Brother E-Money and the rest of the people, everybody's on target. And I'm 71 years of age, mm-hmm. looking forward to 72 pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my brother and I, when we were kids, used to rap a little bit way back in when we was eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. He, he's a drummer. We used to, he used to be on the face on the box, and we and my cousin and I would be <laughs> rapping. But we we didn't have any animosity or no anger, jealousy, or nothing right. like that. Now, when when happened. rap became popular in the nineties and the eighties, became popular, it was very good and positive right. for us mm-hmm. at first. Yes, sir, it first. was, yes, but somebody, right. some powerful people right. behind the scenes, we don't know their names. Mm-hmm. We don't right. know which corporations right. they were with and what were there. They right. changed rap to something yes, very sir. negative for black people. Right. It's about that dollar bill, like Papa Dad said. Well, that other was selling bill. too, but the oh, message, yes, they, they couldn't right. allow that message mm-hmm. to, to grow up in the minds of our young people. The message that, oh, no, no. that they first started. They were, think about it, people. This stuff, is put here to keep us off balance. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Inferiority. Talk, uh, you know, uh, we always as kids played to dozens, mm-hmm. but we were talking about somebody else's mama. We, we would, these rappers would get on there and talk about their own mama mm-hmm. and, yeah, and different things. We always had very, this very dozen very thing, up. and they took it and reversed it back to us. Mm-hmm. And we yes, talked sir. about our own women. We talk about our own mama, and it, it just made this whole thing negative. White artists don't do that. No. No. White oh, artists no, no. do not talk no, about their no. women like that. No. They do not. Let mm-hmm. me get off and make room for somebody else. God bless and keep y'all. Thank you, Leon, and all, right. and all the others that be calling. We'll get hey. together one day. All of us be blessed. Thank y'all. All right. Thank you. All righty. Got to take a sh- uh, break. I think this is my last segment coming up, and uh, we'll be right back. Our last segment, 
And we're going to ask you to please cooperate with us so you can take up time if, if you're pledging. But if you're just going to talk, please, let, we're going to try to get as many calls in as we can. Give everybody a minute. All right, let's start and go across fast. Okay, this is Larry. Larry? Good morning, Larry. Larry? Larry. All once. Larry. All right, well, let's move on to Moses. All right. Good morning, Moses. Yes, sir. Yes, go, please. You have one minute, Moses. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Barnett. I, I appreciate an honor to be talking to you at this moment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My, question is, my question is, Mr. Barnett, is that how could, how, how is it that we do not have like a black chamber of commerce in the, in the, in the community, like in the Oak Cliff and the South Dallas area to help small entrepreneur in the Hispanic neighborhood, you have the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And we know we have the money to do that, but if mm-hmm. a young, small man or woman wanted to start a business, there is no black outlet he or she could go to to say, So true, can so I get true. We cannot Every other community have it. Why we talk all the time and there is nothing to fear for the young generation to do nothing to go forward. You are so right. We need to be talking business and talking money, how to develop a community that we own, not somebody else coming on and running our business and our communities for us. Thank you. Thank you for your call. A clear line, 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have next? Oh, he's on, he's on the line taking a flesh drive. Oh, boy. All righty. Yeah, remember that while he's doing that, you know, one other organization who I think has abdicated some of its influence is the black church. Uh, I, when I'm at school, I see a lot of young mothers who use profanity when they talk to their children. And I had to tell one young lady, I said, ma'am, that's not the way we talk to our children here. And I just don't feel like there's enough outreach. Uh, See, you're doing what you do, but these large churches with thousands of members, where's their influence to teach kids about the sanctity of life? You know, you don't kill your person because he, the girl that you wanted likes him or whatever. You don't kill him. You just move on and find you another woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he raps better than you rap, you don't kill him. You just, oh, well, mm-hmm. I gotta, I better get my, keep my day job. Yeah. Well, we... we put a lot of burdens on large churches but uh, you got talent in all churches that can do a lot of things. Alright yeah this is Wendy. Alright good morning Wendy good morning Wendy good morning pastor yes, how are huh? you? Fine huh you got, you got 45 seconds Okay, uh, I wanted to make this comment on something you said uh, previous about who uh, is owning the industry and uh, the music industry. Well, we have um, the ones that are calling themselves Jews that own the music industry mm-hmm. and uh, the entertainment industry, and they are the ones that are predicting our young people and who we are, who they project that we are mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. This is some of our 
a problem with our music on t- in today. Um, so mm-hmm. we have to think about that. Who owned the industry? Yeah, you got and, to, uh, definitely. Definitely, that's where we got to start because it wouldn't even be out there if it wasn't for those owners. And I thank you for your call. All right, who's next? Up next, we have a call from Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I want to follow up with the gentleman that called in, said he was 67 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I just want to make a comment about it. He said, uh, quite to low rate um, incoming vice president. Now, we know 30% of African American men voted for 45. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that, they just as ignorant as he because that's why we have so many racist men going around today because of this person. So if we want to educate our young rappers, we have to be educated and intelligent to do that. We cannot have this 30% who voted for this man, like this man downtown, and what he's doing to the community. I feel sorry for people who voted for ignorance over intelligence. Thank you, and thank you for taking my time. All right, thank you. All right, who's next? And then we have Larry. All right. Good morning, Larry. Hello? Yes, go right ahead. You're on air. Big Meat Markham is the greatest rapper. Let me tell you this. Uh, 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 there's a generation that the Bible says is coming along, trying to tell telling everything you got to say. That is the generation that seeks God's faith. And the host of the wild will be led back to God by these children. So you might as well get ready for it. And Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris is the child and the offspring of the Indian and the white Jamaicans in the sugar factory in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this is the generation that speaks God's face. You better get ready, you know, because everybody going, here come the judge. You know, mm-hmm. like Pigley Markham told them a long time ago. You know, so they're not going to get away. These kids have to turn a their tail. They don't believe nothing that you say because you don't know very much. Okay. Oh, uh, we don't know very much? No, they have a computer. They know a hundred times more than you. Even though you know what's on the computer, they know and how to get to it and stuff like that. They know way more than you because knowledge has increased. That's what the Bible says. So older people can't get knowledge, right? They can get knowledge, but they got a third grade education, sixth grade education. Who has a third and sixth grade education? Uh, The older people. How old are you? I'm 66. Well, you're a living example of what you're talking about then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I got you. You're, li- you're a living example. I give you credit for that. We got out of time. We got to run. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. See y'all tomorrow morning, 930 on Marion Barnett Senior. That's on Facebook tomorrow morning, 930. See y'all at church. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye bye.